The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During the supper, when Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So we are beginning our, uh, continuing our message series uh, entitled, Making the Resurrection Real Today. Uh, last weekend, I preached the first uh, homily of the series, so if you've missed it, it's posted on uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter and my site, and will be connected to our uh, family website, and if you want to look at that, it kind of, it introduces this series, this three homily series, or if you need some help sleeping, just go there, press play, and you'll hear my voice for a long period of time that will put you to sleep. So it's benefit, it's a win-win either way. Uh, this weekend I'm here at Blessed Sacrament in St. Agnes and then uh, take a, a break from the series as I'll be at Our Lady Victory next weekend and then back to St. Ursula's and St. Joe's for the conclusion of the series. And uh, reflecting, we're in the Easter season. Some might be surprising, we're still in Easter. Sometimes the danger is, is that we have the big Easter weekend and then we kind of fade. The weather's uh, gotten better, the pandemic kind of continuing to subside. People are starting to travel, making summer plans, and going out doing the gardening, and all these different activities that are coming back. And we can kind of just slowly just fade away from this season that goes all the way till Pentecost, which is at the beginning of June this year. That the Easter season is that time of transformation, is that time of renewal. And we've got to stay in the moment. You know, stay uh, uh, filled with joy at the resurrection, but also what that means for us. And so I was thinking about different things that helps me stay in the moment. Things that just when, they're, when I'm doing those things, things just seem to be right. Things seem to be in place. The first one is cutting grass. Does anyone enjoy cutting grass? Yeah. Brian, our custodian here, is away on holidays this week, so I might just jump on the lawnmower and cut the grass here. There's something nice about just, you know, when the grass is all grown and that, and just making it nice and clean and uh, kind of smooth. There's this joy being in the moment, whether it's maybe gardening for you or being outside. There's just this sense that you're in the moment. And it's a grace and a blessing 
and it makes you smile. Another one, I don't know if you recognize this picture, but uh, if you're further back, but this is old Tiger Stadium. Oh, it's a, it was a beautiful place to watch a baseball game. I was there a number of times. You go there, and of course, I love the tickets where you got the obstructed view, where there was a pole in front of you, right? Because it was holding up the upper decks. But, you know, you go to the game, you walk into the stadium, or maybe you walk into an arena, you're just, you're in the moment. Just being able to watch a, a baseball game, or watching the Toronto Maple Leafs lose. I had to say it again, because Father Daniel texted me last night before the game and said, prepare to cry. After the game, I texted him and sent my condolences, and he thanked me for those. Um, so, you know, we go in and you just, in those sporting events or different things, you're kind of in the moment, it's moving you, it's transforming you, right? Does anyone know who that is? Stompin' Tom Connors. Thanks, Tom O'Brien. There you go, namesake. There's Stompin' Tom. I remember, I saw him about four or five times in concert. The first time I did it, I was in the seminary. Me and a, another seminarian, we snuck out of the seminary. You couldn't leave the city limits when you were in the seminary. Well, we went to Kitchener one night. This is a public confession. It's okay. And we went to a place called Lulu's in Kitchener. It was a bar and a concert place. Tom, he was playing there. We were both fans. So we went there. We had tickets, of course. Went in and... Uh, there's a lot of kind of university age students and I was interested, was, I don't know, there's a thousand people there. And at, you know, you, you imagine a thousand people stomping with Stompin' Tom Connors. The whole place was shaking. It was, and there was such awesome energy. And so being in that moment, right, can, can transform you. Anyone know where this is? Give you a hint, it's in Canada. St. Anne de Beaupre. There you go, some people got it. You know, a beautiful shrine. I've led pilgrimages there to Montreal and Quebec City. A beautiful place. If you've never been there, beautiful church, beautiful shrine dedicated to St. Anne. And uh, this will be, a, I believe, a focal point when uh, the Holy Father comes to offer his uh, apologies on behalf of the Catholic Church to our indigenous brothers and sisters. He's coming around the Feast of St. Anne, and he mentioned that in Rome. So uh, one of the stops during his Canadian uh, pilgrimage is in Quebec City. So we have places, maybe like the uh, shrine in Merlin, you have places where you kind of go and, and, and God is there, and you're in the moment and in the presence. One of my favorite places, I've mentioned this before, this is the shrine in Częstochowa. My favorite place on earth, and, and uh, in the chapel of the Black Madonna. I've celebrated mass there, gone there. That's my favorite place to go and pray, and be, and be in the moment. And I think for us during this Easter season, we have to try to maintain that presence in the moment of the resurrection that transforms us, that changes us, that allows us to go from celebrating the empty tomb and the resurrection of Christ to the mission that we're called to. Those are the two movements during Easter. 
During this series, I'm asking three questions that all of us and myself should keep in mind. What does the Easter season mean to me here and now? Is it something that kind of just passes and fades? Is it something that I'm attentive to? Am I still trying to, you know, draw close to Easter and the gift of eternal life? How am I embracing the joy of the resurrection Christ has given me each day? What difference does it make that we celebrate liturgically Easter, we come to Mass and talk about Easter, but how do I embrace, where is that joy? Not only in our faith celebrations, but seeing the resurrection in our daily lives. And finally, how does the resurrection guide my actions and choices in my life? Jesus rising from the dead is the central reality of our faith. But it's not just about him. It's what happened to him. What does it mean for us? So does the resurrection help me make decisions in my life, in my career, in my vocations, and what I do each day? Or is it something that's kept just for Sunday? Pope Benedict XVI in his uh, encyclical God is Love said this, being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. I think that's living the resurrection. Pope Benedict is saying, if we encounter this event of the resurrection, encounter the risen Lord, it changes our direction in life. It affects who we are and what we do. Pope Francis echoes kind of this need of the resurrection in his, uh, his uh, Easter message this year, in April, on Easter Sunday. In his uh, uh, message, he said, we need the crucified and risen Lord so that we can believe in the victory of love and hope for reconciliation. Today, more than ever, we need him to stand in our midst and repeat to us, peace be with you. What he's saying is, we need more than ever this uh, being in the moment of the resurrection where we encounter the uh, risen Christ who transforms us who changes us and sends us out to share the good news. As I said, there's two moments during the Easter season. There's this moment of encounter where we're, we are receiving. We encounter Christ uh, in the gift of the Eucharist as we celebrate Mass today in the word that is proclaimed in the Eucharist that we will continue to celebrate in a few moments to receive communion. In the Sacrament of Reconciliation, we receive the Lord's forgiveness. In our personal prayer, we receive the Lord's strength and grace. So, especially in Easter, it's this time to receive that gift of the resurrection. Jesus is alive. His promise is fulfilled. But it doesn't stop there. Because there's also creating moments in which we're offering so we receive God's grace, God's joy, the gift of the resurrection, which means today and now we live the gift of eternal life. We also then, if we're going to be disciples and try to make Easter real for us and for others, we have to create moments for others. And so in a sense, we receive, but then we offer. We become instruments, catalysts, 
creators of moments of grace. And the gospel today in the new commandment shows us what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to be. Okay? And it leads to what we, we hear in the book of Revelation in the second reading. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. The gift of Easter, each time we celebrate it, should renew us and show us new ways to live our lives of faith, new ways we have a relationship with Christ, our risen Lord. The old things have faded away, and newness of life is given to us. How is that generated? How is that sustained? How is that strengthened? The new commandment in the gospel, I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. And there's an important thing, it's not just well, love everyone, well, we all love everyone. Sometimes it's good to love people from a distance. Well, I, I love you, I love, you know, not this passive sense of saying that. But he says, love another like I have loved you. And this is seen from the Last Supper. What does Jesus do at the Last Supper? He says, this bread is my body, this wine is my blood. I'm offering myself for your salvation. And he washes the feet of the disciples and says, if I'm your Lord and Master and I have done this serving you, you also need to do that for one another. And then he says, this is the new commandment. Love one another like I have loved you. Jesus then dies on the cross for all of us. To truly love to bring, I think, the resurrection in the Easter season to make it real, tangible, and relevant for us, we need to love like Christ loves. We need to serve like Christ serves. And we need to sacrifice like Christ sacrificed for our spouse, for our children, those in our family of parishes, in our faith communities, those who are in need. We know these things, I think. We know them in our minds and our hearts, but then we need to continue to activate them, motivate them, generate them. Because when we receive and when we offer, in those two moments of Easter, when we become Christ for one another, it doesn't just affect those whom we serve, but it transforms us. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If we love, if we serve, if we sacrifice like Christ, people not only see us, but they see the risen Lord. And that is our mission as faith communities, as our family of parishes, is to bring Christ to the world. So as we continue in our Mass, we're looking to make the resurrection real for us today. Let us seek those opportunities to be in the moment, to draw close to the empty tomb, to encounter this person, uh, the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through the sacraments, but also through our mission of service.
And that way we can be and continue to be lights in the midst of darkness.